You're listening to the Before Midnight Podcast with your host, Felicia and Jessica. Grab your Bible and a cup of something warm. We're going to chat about making the most of the magically transformed lives we've been given. Welcome back to another episode. We are so glad you're joining us today with the Thanksgiving season upon us. We wanted to take time this week and share with you some of our most favorite tips for hosting during the holiday season. Mm-hmm. This is such a fun episode to talk about because, and it'll probably be the most fun episode we do yes, <laughs> so ever. far. So far, yeah, <laughs> maybe not ever. So far, though, um, because I just love talking about all things home. Um, mm-hmm. I'm such a homebody. I just enjoy being at my house, you know, and like even as a kid, I used to decorate my room and like rearrange furniture. I too. That was one of my funnest things to do as like a 10 year old. I, just... I used to staple like colored Christmas lights around the top of my yes. room. Oh, yes. oh, I loved it. <laughs> I had these tea bottles that hung from strings and like at different levels and my parents hated them because they would like get hit in the head with them. But oh, yeah. I just liked, you well, know, my room was like my experiment. I could just exactly. do whatever you want with it. Right. Oh, so I it's just, it. so now we're adults and we're yeah. doing that with hosting. Exactly. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, And so we kind of just wanted to give a few tips on how to make people feel more comfortable when you're hosting and um, just like, you know, ways to make it a little easier on yourself as well as the host. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And not only do we want to share with you what to do, (laughs) but we also want to share with you maybe where this could go wrong if not handled properly. (laughs) And the best example of that is the dinner party episode of The Office. Um, And I know that not everybody has seen that, but it is a probably like their most popular episode or one of their most popular yeah, episodes so. of The Office because it's just a train wreck throughout <laughs> the whole thing. And basically like very quick synopsis, the two main, like one of the main characters and the girl that he's with at the time. So Michael Scott and Jan Levison, they like have people over and it's just so uncomfortable the yes. entire time. And they make like every mistake that you can in the book. So every <laughs> awkward thing yes. that could happen to you at a dinner party <laughs> happens at this dinner party. Yes. And so... There's a lot we can learn. There's mm-hmm. a lot we can learn from what not to do. Exactly. <laughs> so. Um, and so the first thing that we kind of wanted to go into is how to set the mood when you're hosting. And so like a couple things that come to mind, mood lighting, candles, stuff like that. Just like getting candles lit in different spots throughout the house um, and just making sure that like, you know, the smells are nice throughout and everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> smell is a very powerful gift that we have. Yes. And you don't know what smell your home has because you live there and you really can't tell. I notice it when I go on long trips and then I come back and I'm like, oh, that's what my house smells like. Yeah. And it's not bad. It's just unique. You know, every yeah. home has a unique smell. And so you kind of want to make sure you're controlling that scent with, yeah. with candles and plugins and room spray and things yeah. like that. And it also brings nostalgia to people or just like a good feeling. Like, you know, when it's Christmas, having, you know, um, like snowflake Christmas, whatever. (laughs) Your nostalgic smell? Yeah. (laughs) Snowflakes. They don't have smell. It's just smell. Like, you know, Christmas cookies or something, but no, snowflake. snowflake. <laughs> There's a specific candle at Bed Bath & Body Works right now called, like, snowflake. Did you say Bed Bath & Body Works? <laughs> like, Bed Bath & Beyond and Bath & Body I do. I've done this my whole life. Bath & Body Works. They have a specific 
candle and it's like snowflake something mm. so and it smells really good i'll have to check it out yeah you have to check it out yeah. when they have their candle sales because if yes. they're not then they're really expensive no always go um, during a sale yeah but um you can do like candles you can do plugins and stuff because yes. i've tried to do candles before we drive to Denver to pick people up, which is about an hour drive, I try to light them so that when people come into the house, like this is more when people are actually staying for like, like overnight. overnight. Yeah. Um, and Brian will always go into the rooms and blow them out before we leave <laughs> because he's worried about it starting a fire. That's, that's exactly what I do. I'm very specific about when we leave the house, going around and blowing out all the candles. Yeah, there always has to be that person in the relationship. You know, so. God will lead you to the right person by helping you find this person because they will keep you safe. <laughs> that's the most spiritual this is going to get to. That's about as spiritual as it gets. But yeah. I know for me too, I, I love candles. But um, they do go down so quickly. And so I'm very hesitant to use a lot of my like favorite candles. Mm-hmm. But one thing I love is like the Glade plugins or just kind of any kind of plugin with like a, a scent. Um, because you can just put those in different parts of your house where maybe you don't really have candles, maybe in the bathroom and stuff like that. And they can just be always yeah. going. Another really cool candle hack that I have, and I don't know how many of you do this or know this, you might shop at much better stores than I do. But um, at Walmart, there is always a little section where you can get the big, I'm talking like the big candles that they have, the biggest ones in the jar that are normally, when you get the the new ones, they're normally like $20. Mm-hmm. You can find a section where they're $5, 4 dollars and it's in the candle aisle, and it's usually about halfway down on mm. the bottom shelf. There's just, it's not blocked off. It's just like the candles there will be $5. And it's probably because they're trying to get them out the door so that they can get new scents in. Wow. But they always have like Christmas scents, fall scents, normal scents. Like they always have a variety. And so I'll always go there and I'll stock up. You can get four for like $20 and then I don't feel as bad lighting them all the time because they were so cheap. That is so nice. Yeah. Candles are such a good way to just bump up the coziness. You know, people come in and they just feel welcomed with the candles. And like, I think it's just the warmness of it because the other thing is just um, like your lighting, you know, um, just having a lot of lamps on and Mm -hmm. making people feel like it's dim enough where it doesn't feel like a hospital. Right. right? (laughs) Just like having kind of a mood lighting. And then, um, another thing is the music, right? Yes. And I thought about Jan in the episode of Dinner Party where there's no music playing during the whole episode, as far as I can remember. I don't think there's any music until she She just turns on that CD from her assistant where you don't, I don't even know what's going on with the two of them, but she just turns on. Something's going on between the two of them. (laughs) We we won't get into that. (laughs) And she's just very, um, like she goes in the corner and she's dancing by herself and no one can relate and no one's heard this song before. It's so awkward. It's so much. But we may not be that weird, but how many times are we like, oh, you got to listen to this person. They're so great. We just met them or Mm -hmm. we just found them and you want to, you want to sit and you want to play the music and you want to watch them and see how much they like it. No one likes that. No one wants that in their life. Okay. Send them a text with it. But when you come, when they welcome you, when you welcome them into your home, Mm -hmm. you want to have something that's a bit more universal, maybe on theme. It's not 
blasting so much yeah exactly it kind of just cultivates an atmosphere of like welcome so it's not like awkwardly silent either exactly like for um the Christmas party that we had last year we did a classy Christmas it was very classy it was very classy and it was I think I probably was playing like the more classy Christmas music like either the jazz or like the the old Christmas songs um but the year before that we had a dress-up Christmas party and so it was more you know like the light-hearted you were dressed up as what a uh, nutcracker she's a nutcracker and you were dressed up as a felon uh, yeah yes <laughs> jeff and i dressed up as harry and marv from home alone it was fantastic you had like all the details down too with the feathers yeah. and the stamp i gotta say i got the idea from a friend who did that i think for another christmas party and so i saw her with the the makeup drawing the makeup on Jeff's face of the the iron mark, you know, and then um, I had a crowbar and I had the McAllister M on my hand. Okay, I was going to say, I was like, I remember a hand email. That's so cute. I loved it. It was great. We're probably going to do another dress up party this year. So I'm already getting excited. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, that one, you just, you really set the atmosphere with the kind Mm -hmm. of music that you play. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I know all of us, I know I have like been in homes where they're very nice homes. It's, it's not like it was a bad or, or not decorated home, but it's like you can't put your finger on it, but you just don't feel super comfortable, right? It doesn't feel yeah. as welcoming as other homes. And you're like, what is it about it? And a lot of times it's not because it's not clean or it's not because it's not decorated nicely, but a lot of times it's just a million little touches, maybe not a million, but (laughs) several little touches that you can do that just kind of take it from being like nice to look at to, oh, I feel so at home here. And like you said, the smell with the candles, the warm lighting with the lamps, having the warm yellow tone going on, no dark corners, um, and having lots of places to sit, I Mm -hmm. think is really nice. Um, you know, you don't want to have like, you know, oh, please sit down, make yourself at home. And you've got all your crap sitting on the corner of the couch and they're like, yeah. okay, I'll sit, you know, next to your, you know, shoes. stuff, your shoes and your, you yeah. know, animal bed. And like, you know, it's like, no, you don't want that. You want lots of places to sit, you know, have lots of pillows out, blankets, make sure that there's room for everyone to just kind of actually relax and unwind. And that atmosphere is going to be very welcoming. Yeah. And on top of that as well, another thing to think about is just that people feel comfortable, you know, like if they can tell that you feel very, um, anal about where stuff is at, but it's like, they're yeah. afraid that if they spill something, you're going to freak out, you know, that's yeah. like a very unrelaxing. Oh, so I've just- been in some <laughs> homes where I'm like, I feel like my presence here is making this house more dirty. And I'm just like, I'm so scared. And then yeah. accidents usually happen when you're really scared, but yeah, it really just like you said, has to do with like how you tell people and how you make people feel comfortable. You know, make sure that when they come in, they have something to eat and they can sit on your couch and they can enjoy exactly, themselves. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And speaking of food, one of the things that is most important with hosting and also the thing that has the potential to cause, I think, sometimes the most stress with hosting is the food. And so we want to share with you just some of our tips for hosting with food and food prep. I know for me, one of the most important things is I think not to overthink it. I think that's kind of the first thing Mm -hmm. is sometimes I get this idea that like I need to, you know, have all these, these dishes and things. And then Jeff will be like, what if we get pizza? And I'm like, why didn't I think of that? Or, Mm -hmm. you know, there's lots of things that you can do that are not difficult, but people love them because here's the thing. People love good food. 
They yes. love good food. And sometimes you think like, oh no, I have to do something super duper fancy and impress people. The thing is when people, when you go over to someone's house and you're really hungry, do you want them to experiment on you? Like, not really, right? <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah. where's the food? I'm like, where's the bacon wrapped anything? Where's the, you know, like... I just, I want some good food. When people are hungry, that is the only thing they care about. And so doing things like taco bars or any kind of soup that you can cook in the slow cooker all day or, you know, and then have a few like sides, you know, making it simple a lot of times will make it super comforting for people. Yeah. The first time I hosted, it was right after I got married. And I think one thing that I was like unaware of is that I don't have to have food ready right when people arrive. No. Because that was something I stressed out about. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, this still says 50 minutes and they're going to get here in 30. And I was like a panic. 20 minutes. <laughs> and then that's when I realized the power of appetizers. Because yes. when you have little food sitting out that people can eat on and snack on when they get there it takes the pressure off of the host to feel like I need to have everything ready. And, you yes. know, another thing is people don't want to eat right when they get there anyway. No. Because they want to catch up with people. You know, they just want to be able to relax. And people are going to get there at different times. Yes, um, always, always. Always people will get there at different times. Yeah. And I've noticed that whenever I have people over, they do kind of go congregate yes. <laughs> towards the food. Towards the food. Um, <laughs> and... I, this is really silly, but I want to read it because it was fun. I wrote this little phrase when I was writing my notes and it says, if all else fails, the food prevails. Because yes, that is so good. <laughs> because I think about weddings and I've heard people like they kind of complain about, you know, how long the ceremony lasted and stuff. But if they enjoyed the food and they had food like, you know, right after they left the ceremony, they're happy by the end of the night. Yes. Because, you know, they had good food and they they weren't starving, right? Mm -hmm. Like in the office episode. Oh my god. <laughs> when they when they arrive at the dinner party episode and Jan's like, Oh, you know, the, the meat only has three more hours and Pam's like three more hours from like three hours ago or three more hours from right now. <laughs> <laughs> so like just making sure that people have something to eat yes. yeah Jan like opens the oven oh it's not even close <laughs> like that's the last thing you want to hear when you go to someone's yes, house yes for food because mm -hmm. I mean they're coming to see you but they're also like saving their meal to have with you so yeah food is such an important thing especially for guys I have learned I think us girls we oh, can yeah. be a bit more like oh we get the social interaction and you know we can be good for a while but especially guys they if they're expecting food they need food <laughs> brian always asks me when we're going somewhere oh do you know what they're making i think jeff asked me the same thing <laughs> so it is really important for them it's super important it motivates yeah and yes people will congregate towards mm -hmm. the food and so something that i've learned too is that you know if you're only having like two to four people over probably not a big deal you probably want them to gather around but people do gather around the food. So if you're having like six, eight, 10 or more people over, it can become really weird when everyone's trying to congregate around the little charcuterie board that you made, right? And so, <laughs> just it, yeah, just a little thing. Oh, cheese and crackers, you know. Oh, charcuterie is amazing because it's such a simple thing, but you just change it slightly and then it can be perfect for fall or Oktoberfest or Thanksgiving or Christmas or summer or Italian yeah. food or, 
It is amazing. It is your best friend as a host because everyone loves eating it. Everyone loves, they feel like they're experimenting and going, oh, let me try this. Let me try yeah. that. It's so fun for people, but they will congregate around it. Mm-hmm. So something you want to do if you're having a bigger group over is to maybe put some of it here and then maybe put some of it over here on this side of the counter and then maybe put a little bowl of something over over here by this seating that's area. A t- I, that's something I'm learning for the first time <laughs> and I really like it. Le- trial by fire. Yeah. Right? <laughs> trial by fire. And then maybe put the drinks somewhere else mm-hmm. so that people have to go over there to get their drink and then yeah. they might end up talking to other people who are in different areas and that way you don't have this like bottleneck of everyone trying to get to the food and then you've got this weird like circle of people <laughs> just like standing yeah and then some people can't get in and so and anyway, it's like uncomfortable to, oh oh sorry oh, sorry <laughs> I just and then I'm wanting to grab something to eat while I'm finishing the food and I'm yeah. like uh, uh, sorry uh, don't mind me you know but it's yeah. true appetizers are your best friend because no one wants to show up to someone's house and then be told, all right, sit down, we're eating, sit down, yeah. right, let's pray, you're here, let's do it. You know, <laughs> or like, we're not going to be eating until midnight. Or we're not going to be eating until, you know, 1 a.m., <laughs> right? It's like, no, yeah. that's not what we're doing here. So having those appetizers out is mm-hmm. fantastic. And then also reverse engineer your food. So it sounds really fancy and intimidating, but I do this every time I host, even if I'm like picking a pizza, but it's super easy and I do it for normal dinner parties and then also something like Thanksgiving or or Christmas. Yeah, that's a really good thing to think about. It's coming up. You have to think about it because it is coming up. And so what you want to do is, like we said, you don't want your meal ready when people arrive because then by the time you're ready to eat, it starts getting cold. Mm -hmm. So if people are coming over at 7, maybe you want everything ready by 7.30. So then you start thinking, okay, what time do I need to start this main dish if I want it to be ready by 7.30? And then you can kind of plan your other dishes and figure out, okay, well, if I need the oven for this maybe I can use the air fryer or Mm -hmm. the instant pot or the slow cooker or you know try to find other things to use and then also if you need to use the oven for multiple things one thing I've learned that I think really helps is I can put one thing in the oven cook it and then take it out put the next thing in and then give myself maybe like 10 minutes or so at the end to put the other thing back in and kind of warm warm stuff back up so that way, if you need to have multiple things cooking, it can all be warm when it's ready to eat, but it doesn't all have to be cooking at the same time. And, you know, there's a lot of things that you can prepare beforehand, especially if it's something like Thanksgiving or Christmas or like mm-hmm. a big get together. Sometimes you can do desserts. I know my mom makes homemade pies for every holiday mm. every year. Like she's incredible, but she makes them the night before because there's no need yeah. to make them the day of. And so yeah. there's so many things that you can do like that. But if you just take a look at what you're going to make, figure out how much time it's going to take you to make it, how much time it needs to cook, see if there's any time it needs to sit because sometimes I've forgotten that, you know, like if you're making a turkey, it needs like an hour to sit mm-hmm. after. So mm-hmm. Don't forget that. Yeah. But um, yeah, just kind of reverse engineer and make a plan. And another thing that you don't want to forget to do is plan time for you to get ready. Especially if you're having a bigger party, you probably are going to start cooking before you're, you know, dressed and everything. And so you want to give yourself like maybe 30, 45 minutes in between that cooking time to go upstairs, curl your hair, put your makeup on, get dressed, right? Like look the way you want to look so that when people arrive, you're not rushing around going, oh man, I'm so sorry. Uh, Let me go upstairs and put my makeup on, you Mm -hmm, know? mm -hmm. It's like you can be there, you know, opening the door, welcoming people. I like to have everything ready. Um... 
like 15, 20 minutes before people arrive, Mm -hmm. you know, and things can still be cooking. Like I said, maybe things are still cooking, but I've got the charcuterie out. I've got drinks ready. I'm ready because sometimes people show up early and then you can be (laughs) at rest and kind of enjoying the moment while things are cooking in the background and people don't feel a sense of stress like, oh no, did I just do something wrong? Yeah, you know? yeah. And that's an art for sure. And I, yes. it becomes easier when you do it more, you know, yes, because absolutely. it's gotten easier for me. And I, I feel like, you know, we've had this conversation before, but we're different in a sense. I feel like you're a bit more like, organized a little bit when it comes (laughs) at least I feel that way um but I notice a lot when I have people over that like people are ringing the doorbell and I always feel like oh my god I haven't done this (laughs) but it becomes easier with time you know and just learning the art like you were talking about your mom making stuff beforehand my mom does the same thing too like Mm -hmm. making certain things for Thanksgiving like the casseroles that don't need to be in the oven all day you know so you start to learn this stuff with time um, but when you mentioned kind of people feeling like, did I do something wrong? Yeah. I, another thing with food is not feeling the need to start cleaning up like halfway through the party or yeah. right after people eat, right. you know, like the host, the person that is supposed to be like, you know, communicating, talking with people, enjoying the night after a long day of getting stuff ready, goes to the kitchen and starts cleaning up. And it could almost make people feel like, are they wanting me to leave? Maybe I'm supposed to leave. Like, yeah, am it, I overstaying my welcome? I'm overstaying your welcome and stuff. And it kind of just makes it feel a little bit more stressful for people. So just feeling like it's okay to leave the dishes in the sink until people are gone, you know, or like not worrying about even doing them that night, you know, doing them like just taking some of the pressure off. Absolutely. Honestly, it's so true. I remember Jeff sharing that with me one time back when we were in our little apartment, which you notice it more in smaller spaces. But um, yeah, he was like, hey, don't do the dishes right now. I think people are feeling like maybe you want them to leave. And I was like, oh, no, like, I don't want them to feel that way. I just thought, you know, I could just do them. But Mm -hmm. it's kind of like an unspoken thing. People just feel that way. And so, yeah, it's like you don't need to do that right now. The goal isn't to get everything clean and everything perfect. People want to feel like they're welcome Mm -hmm. and that you want to spend time with them. And so I think that's really important to maintain that, that mindset because it's, it's okay to kind of clean as you go. And there is an art to that as well to kind of be doing things while you're talking. And, and there are some things you can do. Absolutely. Um, shifting yeah. over to dessert. You can kind of clean stuff up while you're getting dessert out. So mm-hmm. it doesn't really look like you're cleaning. Yeah. But also at the end of the day, let the dishes sit in the sink. Yeah. The most important thing is to pay attention to the people who are there because they're not there just to eat your food. One other tip with dishes is um, this is something I learned somewhat recently and I think it really helps is to have an assortment of things to serve your food on. So some maybe bigger trays, definitely some boards for charcuterie, um, some smaller bowls for charcuterie I learned are really nice, some big serving bowls for a lot of your size and things like that. Just Mm -hmm. having a good variety of things to use, especially during some of those bigger holiday parties is really going to help. And a really good tip is to get them in all white or just any kind of solid color that's more neutral. Because then what you can do is you can use them for every single holiday and you can decorate with different napkins 
tokens or foliage or other things, but then you don't have to feel like you have to like have a new set of dishes for every holiday, especially if you are a new wife or you're new to hosting and you don't have like the money to drop on a Thanksgiving set, you know, like, exactly. I, like, I don't yeah. go out and buy Thanksgiving dishes yet. I'm not at that pottery barn, <laughs> be a pottery barn all the way. Right. Like, sure. Sure. Right. No, I'm not at that place yet. Yeah. You know? I think our dishes are from pottery barn, but they were our wedding. Like we got them for our wedding. A lot of my stuff is wedding stuff. Too. Yeah. Like it's, my pl- the plates that I have, yeah. yeah. I don't. I really haven't expanded my my collection yet. But this is kind of how you can do that. All my dishes are white, and mm-hmm. so it kind of works really well for any holiday. And another thing that I've recently learned too is um, get um, uh, the I don't know if it's plastic. I think it's plastic cutlery. Target and like Home Goods and like they sell some like you know, gold, red, like any kind of color you want for the holiday. And it's plastic forks, knives, and, and spoons, but they look really nice and you can use those and then you just throw them away. Makes it so much easier so when you're cleaning easier. up. Yeah. Like one o'clock in the morning. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so another thing to think about when people are coming over is kind of just having a little bit of a plan for what you can do throughout the night, but not feeling that pressure of we have to stick to that, you know, because people right. will also feel that. I mean, like, yeah. it's like, feels like camp where it's like, all right, yes. guys, time to do this. All right, stop your conversation. We're going to all say what we're thankful for. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and I've noticed that you do that really well. Just having, oh. having things to do. Like they always have karaoke or, um, we just have lots of toys in our house that because we're just basically children. And so we have, I love it so much. And just having options help, though, for yeah. people, you know, to do stuff. Um, I know for a Christmas party, the first time we had like a few games that we had set out. And if we felt like, you know, stuff was lolling out a little bit, you know, Mm -hmm. you can have people play games. And that was so much fun. So I think about the last Christmas party we had, and it was kind of funny because there wasn't as much of a plan. And Brian also had like a football game coming on. That's true. (laughs) So he was like watching football and we had like no plan and we ended up watching Eloise. Yeah, Christmas. Eloise at Christmas. Which was, good, was good, but That's I was like, movie. maybe I should have had a little bit more of a plan because I have noticed that people kind of look to the hostess yes. for a feeling of like, they oh, really you know, what are we going to do now? Yeah. So it's good to just have some ideas in the back of your mind. Um, yes. And I, we've been talking about the episode, the office episode, what not to do. Um, and you think about like them playing charades, but it almost felt like they were really bored for a long time before yes. that started. Like you can kind of tell it was like an hour later. They're like, oh, yes. let's play this game. I guess we'll do yeah. this now. And like they did not read the room because no one was no. enjoying it, but they just kept going. <laughs> reading the room is reading the so room. important like yeah. you could even have your plan and it might not be coming across naturally yeah like you never know like sometimes we'll have all these ideas for what we want to have go on at a party and then we won't get to any of them because everyone is just so deep in conversation and that's exactly. great and then there's been other times where I've kind of been like oh well we don't need to plan anything people will just talk and then everyone's done talking <laughs> And I'm like, crap, what do I do now? It happens, it does. And you never know when it's going to happen. It depends on the people, but it depends on their mood. It depends on their energy levels. And so you really never know. So it's good to have a variety of things. Like Felicia said, we have karaoke machine. (laughs) We have, um, oh, just dance is a really fun thing. It kind of gets people like out of their comfort zone. Yeah. And I love it. The people who say that they don't dance are the ones who, who do it the most. And it's really great to see yeah. people come out of their shell. But yeah. having like games and different things like that, especially if you're having like a themed party, 
that's a really good way to that have like games such, planned. Yeah, that is such a fun time to think of yeah. games too when having like a themed party yes. is so fun. And you guys always have a collection of YouTube videos too, which that's I know true. is not on purpose, but it's like amazing. They always have YouTube videos that we could watch that's and it's true. so fun. Cause sometimes Save like a playlist of like, like yeah. funny YouTube videos yeah. that you find and then when people come over, you can play them. Mm -hmm. That's a nice little secret weapon. Mm -hmm. But another thing um, to do is, and this is something that Jeff and I do kind of together because when you host, a lot of times it's really you and your husband hosting, right? Like you're oh, both yeah. the hosts. And even if you're kind of focused more on the decor and the food, you're both setting the tone for hosting. And so really when Jeff and I host, we kind of do what we call divide and conquer. And so, I mean, we really don't do it intentionally. Like we just kind of realize this is what we do. Cause mm -hmm. It just kind of happens naturally, but we're not like connected at the hip during parties. In fact, yeah. we usually almost never talk at parties again, not intentionally, but it's because our goal isn't to like, it's not a date, right? Like we're not trying to get closer at this yeah. party. It's like, we're trying to talk to people and initiate conversations. Yeah. And so kind of, like like we talked about earlier, reading the room and kind of seeing what's going on. Is there someone that maybe looks a little left out and like they don't really know what to do? I'll sometimes go talk to them, mm -hmm. you know, and just kind of strike up a conversation. And then another thing, especially when you're having different friends come over, is a lot of times I've introduced people. So if someone looks left out or the conversation's kind of lulling, you can introduce them to someone else and then bring up a common interest. And I've done this before where I've had friends meet other friends of mine. I've been like, oh, hey, this is so-and-so. Hey, don't you do this or, mm. or don't you like this? I'm and wondering I what common interest you've know, used right? on I've me. I've had to infuse Felicia into the group person by person. <laughs> that is not true. That is not true. Brian, it it, Brian infused me to you, though. I remember. Really? Yeah. What did he say? Well, no, I don't. He didn't do oh. anything. I just like, I met you through Brian. That's I met true. a lot of people through Brian. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Infusion mm -hmm. is what helps, but... <laughs> but basically, I mean, that's something that you can do is when you know um, people and you know like, oh, hey, I think like maybe they have the same interest. Maybe they do something interesting at work or, you know, something. And you can kind of bring that up. And I'm telling you, it's amazing to watch it catch fire. And then you can just like slowly step away. <laughs> and they're just talking. And then yeah. it's amazing. And that has happened to me so many times. Like so many of my friends, I think like are so close but it's like, oh, they actually met through us. And mm -hmm. it's just like really neat to kind of see that happen. And so yeah. seeing yourself as the host, as like the person who's kind of like beep, beep, beep. Like keeping, you know, a, keeping status. Keeping status on just how things are going. And it yeah. doesn't mean you have to be weird about it, you know. No. But just kind of having a... So, so it'd be so easy to kind of get into a conversation yourself and be so wrapped up in it. And then you've got like this person over here who doesn't really know what to do. Mm-hmm. And it's just nice to kind of just be aware of kind of what's going on um, and like if people are feeling left out or because a lot of times it's not that they're feeling left out. They just don't know what to say. And so yeah. getting a conversation going, getting a just dance party going, getting, mm -hmm. you know, something going um, can really, really help if you're the one who's kind of reading the room. Yeah. And a lot of times you would be the one to know two separate people who don't know each other. Exactly. Right? Yeah, so when I started hosting right after Brian and I got married, I noticed that even though I was always really excited about it, I would start to get really stressed like an hour before because maybe it's a time management issue on my part, but I would always feel like by the end, um, when people are showing up, I'm like, oh, I don't have this ready, I don't have this ready, and I had so much pressure on myself, mm -hmm. and I'm like, 
I'm feeling more stressed than I am feeling just like, you know, wanting to talk to people. And I'm like thinking so much about what's going on at the house. And I noticed that, you know, that kind of takes away the point of having people over. If you're so stressed and people can feel that from you, like they will take notice of it, you know? Mm -hmm. So I've noticed that what's a good thing to do is just like try to get things done a little before and, you know, just sit down, relax, start listening to the music, start kind yes. of enjoying the party before the party. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, start enjoying... Sample the jacuterie. <laughs> Sample the jacuterie. Like, do things that you need to do to kind of get relaxed, you know? Like, you know, this is a little bit more serious, but it does happen. Like, if you and your spouse are having a fight or something that day, you know, like, just making sure that you guys have talked about it and that you're not on a weird place like mm-hmm. Michael and Jan were and oh <laughs> where like so much had built up and they hadn't talked about it that they were just like slamming at each other the whole time. So passive aggressive and then passive aggressive comments. <laughs> and it's like people can see what's going on, you know? Mm-hmm. So just making sure that stuff is good with you before people come. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I think that's, <laughs> that's really important. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's super important. Just kind of staying calm and at peace and really enjoying the party, like you said. Because mm-hmm. if you're not enjoying your own party, then why would people feel like they can enjoy your party? But yeah. people will really feed off of your energy, and so as especially as the host. Mm-hmm. And so just kind of having a mentality. It doesn't mean you're fake. It just means that, you know what, right now I'm hosting and this is what I'm doing. So I'm making a choice to put any stress or anxiety or, or things that I have going on in my life aside. And I'm going to focus on this. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's being fake at all. I think that that's choosing you know, to be a gracious host, even in the midst of everything going on, because you're never going to host a party where you don't have anything that you could be stressing about. Exactly. You know, so it's not really about removing all temptation to stress. It's about learning how to deal with it in the moment and not just give over to those emotions when they come. Yeah. A good scripture for that is uh, 1 Peter 4, 8 and 9. And it says, above all, maintain constant love for one another, since love covers a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without complaining. Mm. And I remember I read that one time and I realized, and this was a while back, but I think I realized that I would start letting a bit of a complaining spirit kind of come over me when I was hosting. And it's so easy to do, even if you love hosting, but you can think about, you know, the groceries and how much money you're spending on the food. And, and maybe when people don't bring anything over, even if they weren't supposed to, it's like, Oh, okay. I guess they're expecting, you know, this on me. And then, and then it's so easy to start turning something that was meant to be a gift, turning it into a, you know, an expectation of like, oh, well, I did Mm. this for you, expecting that you would kind of reciprocate or that you would appreciate me in this way and you would show it to me in this way. That's not true giving, right? That's Mm -hmm. not a real gift if there's strings attached. And so I really felt like God was showing me that, you know, your hospitality to people when you host a party, when you host people in your home, it's a form of giving. It's a form of sowing a seed. But if you start complaining about it and you start putting expectations on people um, for it, then you're kind of ripping that seed out of the ground and going, no, this is no longer a seed I'm sowing. This is an expectation and even trade that I'm expecting. Mm, yeah. And so instead, you know, we need to look at it as sowing a seed of like, I'm giving this. This is money I'm sowing into my friends. This is 
time I'm sowing into my friends. And it's it's a sacrifice. Yeah, it, it really is. is. But if you look at it this way, not only does it invest in your future and invest um, in, in things, but it also takes all of the stress and expectations off of the evening and you can enjoy it. And then the people can feel like they can enjoy it because they don't feel like you've got this like expectation or you're, you're frustrated by how much you had to spend or how much time it took you to clean the house or, or Mm -hmm. something like that. Yeah, that's good. I know that another thing for me that would make me really stressed before people would come is the cleaning. And we've all seen those YouTube videos of like Uh, the funny moms that are like, you know, throwing the vacuum around and it's like, why didn't you dust under the bed? And it's like, you know, the frames, the frames broke it. Oh, oh my gosh. I have to send you those. But it's just like Trey Kennedy does one. If anybody doesn't know Trey Kennedy, he's done one. It's very funny. But, um, yeah, that started to happen to me, you know, like, yeah. I'm like, every, like you start cleaning things that you've never cleaned before and no life. one's like, going to see, people are going to notice if the baseboards are dusty. Yeah. <laughs> it's so real. Like it actually can be a temptation and it makes me think of, um, Mary and Martha, you know? Yes. Classic hospitality classic. story. <laughs> That's actually very classic. I didn't think about that until this moment. And it's like that they, the girl was so stressed mm-hmm. about, getting stuff clean. And even though the point of that was, you know, having a conversation Mm -hmm. with Jesus or in our case, having conversations with people that are coming over, Mm -hmm. like that's what, um, that's what hosting is about. It's about that community and that time to, you know, share struggles or share funny stories or just relax and Mm -hmm. enjoy people's presence. And we can get so caught up in making the night perfect. Right. And then, you know, it kind of takes away from the point of it all. Absolutely. And there's nothing wrong with trying to give people a wonderful time and a wonderful experience. Yeah, absolutely. But it's so true that it's so easy for it to kind of start shifting over into this ditch of like, now you're noticing every little thing that's wrong with your house and you're Mm -hmm. noticing this, noticing that. And it can be super stressful, but realizing that, you know what? No one's home is perfect and Mm-mm. no one's coming over to your house thinking that it's going to be perfect. You yeah. know, let's just be honest. <laughs> and so, yeah. yeah, it's so important to realize that, yeah, you can do your best to steward your home and to make it a wonderful time for people and for the food to be wonderful and the atmosphere to be welcoming. But the most important thing that will make people feel welcome is your heart for them and your time with them and exactly. your conversation with them. And really at the end of the day, that is what hosting is truly all about. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely a balance. Like you said, like people, you know, um, like we get feelings from colors, we get feelings from sounds. And I know that even for myself, if my house is messy and it's crazy, it stresses me out. So the point of cleaning is so that people will feel comfortable. They won't feel stressed by the environment, mm-hmm. but it's that balance of like, okay, stuff is tidy enough, yeah. but now like it's time to right. have time with people. Thanks so much for tuning in. And if there's anybody you feel could use this this holiday season, please share it with them. Yes. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure and subscribe to this podcast so that you can catch all of our future holiday episodes coming up very, very soon. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you next time.